Good afternoon and welcome to FT's Live. I'm your host, Tyler D. It is Friday, March 11th, and we are coming off a big week in the NFT space. We're seeing green on the board. Sentiment is almost overwhelmingly positive, and the rumor mill is swirling. I've got Brett Ritchie on with me today to break it all down. Brett, how you doing? Doing good, Tyler. Uh, let's get into it. Let's do it. So on deck for today, we've got Board Ape Yacht Club and their KYC, and then the rumor mill that's been going wild for the last 24 hours and the impact on Mebits. We're going to talk gutter mania and the juice and the clones coming out. Then we'll do a quick macro look at the OS uh, Dune Analytics Board and Flips Finance. We'll take a look at market movers, hitting cyber brokers, dour darsals, quirkies, and a few more. Then in one of ones, we're going to highlight Anima today and talk his transhumanism style. Then we'll do floors at WGMI. We'll talk some celeb NFT news featuring LeBron and Sia. And then end with Beanie's return and his project Endgame. Sound good? Is that- All right. Let's get started. So top story, everything Board a Yacht Club and Yuga Labs. So we'll start with a tweet from yesterday afternoon, 5 p.m. Fuck it again. Something is brewing.xyz. That was the tweet. Uh, and then they had a few additional comments here uh, explaining what this is and what it's not. So they're saying it's been building over the last seven months. It's in partnership with Animoca. It's the first phase of something. Then they say, P.S., we don't like KYCs either, but we think you're going to want to be a part of this. And then they say a few things that it's not. So first, this is not the P2E game that they've been planning and hinting about. And it's also not related to the ape token itself. Um, so, of course, immediately thousands of people go to this website, something is brewing.xyz, and it is essentially requires a KYC form. So, you have to enter documentation, either a driver's license or a passport, your home address, uh, and a few other details um, to get access to this site. Uh, so this set the, the NFT Twitter sphere just on fire. It started a huge debate of, you know, the, the deepest ethos of Web3, of privacy, anonymity, uh, and the overall vision for decentralization in crypto and NFTs. Um, and we've, we've seen a lot of arguments, both sides. I guess, Brett, what was your initial reaction take on BAYC coming out with, you know, this KYC request here? I, I think it's totally fine. What I didn't like as much was the, the level of strictness of the KYC where you need like proof of address, right? Especially in crypto, you don't necessarily want to be doxing where you live to a random company. I'm fine with KYC. I think it's actually a positive. If you think about it, um, it's really easy for sophisticated users to spoof th- hundreds, thousands of addresses, right? Like if, if there was some sort of no KYC board ape kind of sign up thing, right? Some guys might have a thousand entries in this or whatever. So if you're a regular sort of retail player, I, I, I would actually be like, okay, I like the aspect of KYC that it's going to be sort of like one person to an account. You can't fake a thousand people, but you don't need to know where I live. So I would have rather seen like a more scaled back version, driver's license or something. Um, although I guess that obviously shows address, but maybe passport. I don't know. Uh, I think I'm, I'm not like anti-KYC. It's just I don't need the super intensive one. Yeah, and I think a lot of negative feedback immediately was there, there was no information on why 
people were yeah. su- to submit their KYC. Like this is the definition of a FOMO sign up page. Yeah. Here, go to this link, give us your information and then something will happen. We, we think you're going to want to be a part of this is essentially what they yeah. said. That's um, a testament to the board Ape brand because almost any other project that did this would face like severe backlash. Like, why are we giving you this info? And uh, board Ape, I guess, you know, they're so, they become so valuable. People are like, well, you know, maybe I'll get rich if I do this too. So they don't mind as much. I have a few thoughts on the deeper privacy web three debate here. Um, so certainly you've got folks on one side, like, you know, FUBAR, DC investor who were coming out pretty heatedly saying, you know, the ethos of web three decentralization anonymity, this goes against everything. And, and that web three was supposed to be about, this is a, this is a terrible day for the NFT and crypto space. Uh, and then you've got folks like Jimmy.eth on the other side saying, this was always the evolution process. And yeah. for us to get to any type of a mainstream audience, this was the, the path forward. And it still goes back to the whole concept of this is a decentralized space with centralized companies that have to operate within you know, regulations of, of the countries that they operate in. Um, yeah, the, it's fantasy land, this first version of, oh, it's Web3, you can do whatever you want with like stateless borders. And like, that's just not the world we live in. And if you do want to reach the more retail audience, the mass audience, you got to play ball with the governments a bit. Like you can't just be this pirate ship off in the wilderness and you're just going to get these, you know, billions of users. It's it's just, world's not going to work like that. I think another comment on this is a lot of those accounts on the one side of the spectrum have been famously bare ship posting, you know, every day talking about how all of our bags are going to zero, how utility is going to zero and it's a fad. And then we've got brands trying to build real web three products and companies taking the logical progression step to do KYC and then they're flooding it. So it's like, yes, yeah. you can have your art. You can just sit on your art for the rest of your life and that's fine. Um, I think my, my last point on all this is I do see that there could be a potential future where there's two split groups uh, or factions in you know Web3, NFT, crypto, where it's the ones who oblige by the KYC and those who don't. And we can almost see you know certain projects, products kind of cater to each of those markets. Do you have, what are your thoughts on that? You think that's fine to sky? Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, so Board Ape is a US company with um, doxed founders, multi-billion dollar company. It makes a ton of sense that they're gonna wanna do things by the book right? A year ago, it was like four friends that just started a project. I don't think they had any expectation it was going to be this successful. When you run it up like that, you're kind of, you know, self-preservation is going to be their goal to some extent. Like they're not going to go take wild swings at doing something that could draw the ire of the U.S. government. You then have more like anonymous offshore teams that are going to be, have a much higher risk tolerance in that regard um, because they don't have a billion dollar company to protect it's it's in there and if you're not in the u.s if you're anonymous it's a lot easier to um do some of these things because the government you know they will like some of these people that are doing things right now are going to get in trouble with the government um you know whether it's adding tokens whether it's pump and dumps whether it's you know just straight up scamming like there's people that are going to get in trouble I'm with uh, what's funny is you mentioned Yuga swinging for the fences. Well, they might be swinging for one of the biggest fences 
in the space. So let's get to our next topic on the rumor mill. So things kind of started around Mebit's trading action yesterday. Uh, so in the early afternoon, a few big influencer accounts like Tropo Farmer were buying Mebits, and Tropo Farmer, a famous ape holder anti Mebit. So people thought this was interesting and strange. Then we had accounts like Faroque buying in, just pure copy trading. Um, Mebits were the number one performer on the day with respect to volume. The floor ripped all the way up to five ETH at one point uh, before retracing to four here today. So the first rumor was Yuga Labs is going to buy Mebits. Then I saw a rumor that LeBron was going to buy Mebits, which is just totally out in left field. And then today... The latest rumor is Yuga Labs is going to buy all of Larva Labs IP, punks, and Mebits included in this package, um, which this is just a, a jaw dropper type announcement if this is actually true. And it ha would have probably send shockwaves through the NFT space. So I think first, are, are you buying this rumor? I'm not buying it. I, I, it doesn't make sense to me from either side. I don't see any world in which Yuga Labs would be the highest bidder for these assets. However, I remember when PokerStars sold, it was a forced sale by the government, but PokerStars, for whatever reason, chose they were going to negotiate with only one party at a time. So that's, that's how I see this could happen, is if Yuga had some sort of exclusive window to negotiate with Larva. Or if Larva was just like, you know what, we, we're making so much money no matter what, uh, we're going to work with these guys. But I don't see how they could possibly be the highest bidder. You know, Mebits to me are like worthless for Yuga. They could spin out their own, another set and, and make money instead of paying money for, like, I, it doesn't make sense. That was my initial reaction too. And for the record, I, I'm not going to buy this announcement until I actually see it. It just it seems too unbelievable to me. And we know how rumors can spin in the NFT space. Um, but I mean, Mebits is a uh, 80,000 market cap project by floor price. Of course, that's probably on the, on the low end. The dogs are 2X Mebits, right? Or I guess it's the same because they're 10,000 versus 20,000. But the yeah. point is they could drop mutant dogs, and yeah. next week and and raise this amount of capital so that's what's so surprising to me um and, and I don't, exactly alone, I don't think have any kind of brand for the most it's pretty weak right this larva it's punks where the real value is in this um ip uh so obviously if punks is included but even then like i, I larva says punks and I, it doesn't make any sense and and, and why would they pay anywhere close to what um, somebody else that wants like footing in this game would pay. I, I don't see how that's possible. So unless they have some exclusive bidding thing and they got a deal, I don't buy it. Yeah. And like, and the projects are on the opposite ends of like the Providence versus utility, like punks are the ultimate Providence. Like they can stand alone. They don't need tokens, utility. They'll stand the test of time. That's the whole thesis behind them. Whereas Yuga Labs is the ultimate utility engine. Like we're going to keep driving more benefits to our users. So that, that's surprising. I have two questions for you. If this is true and this happens, is it good for punks, good or bad? Anything that's not larva is good for punks, in my opinion. Yeah, that'd be good. That's an interesting take. I think a lot of folks think that punks, some of the OG punks owners would potentially sell 
in into that news. I have a there'd be enough buyers probably. The the Yuga does a good job of. Uh, yeah, I I would bet on the floor going up. If 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 any if punks sell to anybody at any point, I'm betting up. Okay, I like it. Second, is this good for apes? If this were to happen, no, I, I don't think it's good for apes. Uh, this is why another reason I don't see it happening. Um, like Adidas or something, you know, there's so many options out there who could come in and pay more than what Yuga would be willing to pay for these assets. So, and again, if you're, if you own, if you're apes, they've done a great job with that ecosystem. Now you're, you're, you know, basically by getting somebody else's similar, but different ecos, you know, how does that fit in instead of continuing on your own roadmap? It, I, yeah, I mean, it, Maybe it's good for apes just because then they have they have it all. Uh, I wouldn't bet against them, but yeah, I, I've seen arguments on both sides. I think a lot of initial takes were like the apes and mutants floors prices would come down, you know, as probably pulling the other floors up a bit. But I think my one of my original takes was this would make board apes the alpha NFT, in my opinion, if you know their yeah. founding team raised enough equity through their project and brand to buy the most important NFT project collection out there. To me, that makes them the new alpha. Uh, and I could see the value driving back to them more so to punks. And I think punks may be losing a bit of prominence in this transaction. I mean, it's definitely interesting. I think we, we've spent enough time on it. It's just a rumor at this point, but man, it's a, it's a fun rumor to talk through. All right, let's talk to, about something that actually happened this week. Gutter mania. So Gutter Cat Gang did somewhat of a stealth announcement on Monday that they were going to come out with their gutter juice. It's essentially their version of cloning or mutants. Uh, it was a large supply. So they did 16,000 public sale in a Dutch auction and then 12,000 airdropped to owners. Uh, I just got a quick snippet from their Twitter page here just to give listeners who aren't familiar the way it'll work. So if you have a gutter cat, gutter dog, pigeon, or rat, you can use the specific clone juice for that species to make a clone version of the asset you have. So that's essentially for current holders. But then for to introduce new owners, new buyers into the ecosystem, if you don't own an NFT, they'll essentially give you up a random combination of the mutant traits. And it seems like their overall objective was to be a lower cost entry to greater, greatly expand their holder base because Gutter Cat Gang started with just a 3,000 supply, 1,500 owners. It's not really a huge community. It seems to have been an overwhelming success. Uh, and I'm, I'm curious for your take on this. So the Dutch auction was 0.98 to start, egregiously high. It went all the way down to min price at 0.1, but it sold out in minutes at 0.1 with 16,000 supplies. So that was pretty impressive. And then the floor has pretty much marched steadily up here. So we've seen 2,000 ETH traded, which is on essentially an addition collection at this point because they're all pre-reveal and they've got a 0.175 floor up 70% from mint. Uh, so pretty much a success. What's your take on how the gutter cat gang executed this this week? I think they've done a great job. Um, this is something I was fairly prepared for a minute, a minute, a decent amount of these. Um, I've since sold them all um, for various reasons we'll get into, but I like this a lot. I think that this project, um, it's interesting. 28,000 supply is, 
is by far the biggest we've seen set we've seen out of any kind of uh, project with established traction. Mebits, Clonex, and uh, the Mutant Apes at 20,000 were the previous higher ones. Those also came in at a much higher price tag. So this 28,000.1, I think is really interesting because the four on the, the um, gutter, I think the, the cheaper ones were like 1.5-ish and the, mm -hmm. the cats were six or so ahead of this. So it's, a, it's an opportunity uh, for even now what 0.175 where you can get exposure to this, um, you know, whether you want to call them a blue chip or, or whatever, a, uh, a very established successful NFT brand, OG NFT brand, uh, for pretty cheap. And I think there's enough participants in the space now that, that can support this level of supply. So to me, I wasn't, I wasn't like, oh, it's 28,000. A few months ago, I might've been like, ah, 28,000, that's too much. I think this is a good experiment. And, um, you know, we'll see how they execute though. Uh, the reveal is still a long ways away. Yeah, and I want to get into that. But before we, we get there, I have similar sentiments on the 28,000 supply. I love it. I said this on the Lucky Trader show yesterday, quoted Gary V, but NFTs don't have a supply problem. They have a demand problem. Yeah. And the gutter cat ecosystem clearly had enough demand for 28,000 of these vials. And I think big name marquee projects are taking note of that. I think we'll see a 100,000 yeah. supply project probably in 2022 uh, with, with the right set. I mean, Gary V is doing 55,000 for B friends too. So he's already halfway there. Um, but I want to get into your reasons for selling and potential risk. So I, uh, transparently, I minted 20 of these, but I'm holding. So I want to get your thoughts yeah. on why you're sold in, in some risk. So I minted 12 of these. I sold them. Um, so part of it was the space is very bipolar. You know, a few days ago, the sky was falling. Couldn't get a sale anywhere. There was no liquidity. Things changed very quickly. Uh, and now it's, it feels like much more bullish in, in general. But um, that can change again. So one is like, to me, it's like, it's sometimes it's just nice to take a win. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's it been kind of a dry run in, in a lot of NFTs, just slow, slow dropping floors. So part of it's like, you know what, sometimes you just want to book a win. Um, the other thing is uh, I had someone DM me asking if he should buy one fairly, fairly um, involved trader. Uh, he's got a warps uh, profile picture, like he like he's in the game, and and I was like, I was like, I just probably wait, you know, reveals not for a couple weeks at least. And he's like, oh, really? I didn't know that. So I was like, a lot of people I think are just buying these, expecting they're going to get a dog or whatever this weekend. Then it's like, hey, um, they said weeks, okay, is what is what Gutter said for when this machine opens. So I don't know if the art isn't done or the website's not done or they're deliberately just they're they're saying they're going to wait and then it might be a uh, under promise over deliver type of situation but cool pets as we remember that was a lot of excitement around the cool pets and then they basically couldn't get the game up they couldn't do the everything was delayed everything was pushed so there's execution risk when when dealing with this so i was like okay with two weeks at least most likely for reveal a lot of people buying these don't realize the time frame is that long. A lot of things can go wrong in the space, like in terms of turning sentiment back bearish in that time. And um, there's execution risk on if they're going to be able to get this up and running. So I was like, I'm going to take the win. I like this. I'm, I'm looking to buy back in ahead of reveal, closer to reveal. 
Um, and even if I have to pay a higher price for like, oh, okay, I know when the reveal date is, it's only in a few days. I'm okay with that. But that was my logic. I definitely understand holding. I think this is a quality set. I think it's a good um, like long-term play. Guttercat has done a good job of executing overall, but that was my logic. No, I, I think you nailed it. So you know, two weeks or however long it's going to be is forever in the NFT space. Holding attention is going to be hard. You know, I, I wouldn't bet that this point one seven four holds and doesn't dip in the next two weeks. Like that's just what what happens in these time intervals. And of course, execution risk is this team going to be able to pull off a game? Not many big products have yet. So that they would be one of the leaders if they're able to. So I certainly understand that. I think. The difference between this and Cool Pets is Cool Pets was like a 1.5 ETH average entry. Yeah. So essentially 10x this. So yep. to me, the risk reward on a 0.1 to 0.15 entry into this ecosystem, which clearly has a rabid fan base, is definitely worth it. I like the upside here. I specifically like the upside on the mutant cats. The mutant cats are sitting at 0 0.58, 0 0.6 or so right now. The gutter cats are around 5.8. I, I think it's reasonable to expect that they get to one. You know, one-fifth puts them at 1.2. That's essentially the mutant-to-BAYC ratio. I could see them yeah. getting closer. In a lot of ways, the art on some of these looks like it could be cooler. than the art, uh, So that's the other thing. The, the art looks awesome. Like, there's the one cat is an aquarium body, you know, which looks really cool. Um, but again, it's like we've seen five or six different teasers. There's 28,000 of these. So there's execution yeah. risk on the actual reveal. Um, you sure. know, because six look awesome how are 28,000 going to look like, how do the worst thousand look when you're looking at the floor of a set? Um, how, so I, I, again, I'm like, I like this project. Um, if the reveal were this weekend or something, I, I would never have sold, you know? Yeah. So I'm not, I'm I'm not trying to flood this by any means. I would like to get in again before reveal. No, very fair take. All right. So we'll be watching and tracking gutter juice pretty closely here on the show. Let's uh, finish our top news. I want to do macro real quick. Um, shouldn't be a huge shocker for anyone who's been following NFTs here. Uh, daily volume, daily candles, pretty much down only since February 1st. You know, a lot of folks started calling it out in the early February days. I wasn't quite a believer back then, but those folks called it out. We've basically taken the stairs down to 50 to $60 million a day. That's where we're coming in at. Uh, here this week, although it looks like today has already been a huge day. So we're at 50 million here with about a third of the day left UTC. So today should be an up day, um, which is good to see. But I think what's positive about this, so daily liquidity is down. That's bad, right? 50 million is as low as we got in the 2021 November bear market when it was absolutely crickets. Um, and like 100 million to me is, is a good day, bullish indicator day of liquidity. Um, but what's been positive to me is that the fours are largely up. I, yesterday, I took a look at the top 20 products by four price on flips and nine of the 20 were up on the seven day and almost all are up on the 24. So it's an interesting time where liquidity is low and the projects are up a bit. Um, so I'm feeling cautiously optimistic, but we know how, you know, this space has been, can drop and change on a dime. What's your overall sentiment right now on kind of where we're at, Brett? Yeah, cautiously optimistic, I think nails it. Um, for me, I'm looking to, um, like, I'm fine being mostly in NFTs. What I'm looking for is stuff that I don't mind holding long-term. I've definitely been playing some shorter-term stuff 
recently um, to varying degrees of success. And I'm just looking to, um, to basically move on quickly when I, when it's something I don't believe in and I'm sort of just trading it for the short term. Uh, there's times where I've kind of got stuck in something when it wasn't really like, you know, I wasn't buying it cause I, you know, I was just, you know, playing greater fool theory or something. And I ended up as the greater fool. So I'm being a little more active with exiting a project um, early on, even, even if you have to take a loss there, I think that's a healthy behavior to sort of build that, um, that ability. And then, and then again, there's other stuff that I like long-term that I'm um, accumulating. Yeah. I like that strategy a lot. Bear market, you know, move to your higher conviction place, have quick triggers on cutting losses quickly yeah. I think for, for me, I'm paying a lot of attention to the lower entry projects right now with, with good founders, good teams that have some kind of proven track record, you know, products like DGENs, the, the ghetto juices we talked about, Warps, uh, you know, those are all b- below 0.3 entries with good teams. So your downside is fairly capped versus even, you know, chasing an Azuki ad, Azukis are down at nine ETH. It wouldn't shock me if they went down to five right? If the bear market continues, you know, another few weeks or a month, right? So to me, yeah. that's a riskier bet right now than some of these lower. What are warp stones at? They're 0.28. So I can get like 15 of those or in a, 20 of them are in a Zuki, like 30. I don't even know. I, mean, I can't even do the math right now. It's too many. <laughs> I'm yeah. That, 30, I, that's yeah. my strategy though. I don't buy the higher price ones. You know, I think the most I ever spent on an NFT was like seven something ETH. Uh, and I kept that for a day. So um, I think the highest one I still have is 5.5 for a, yeah. a wicked cranium. Still like, still like that guy. Um, I, I'd much rather get, you know, 20 pieces of, of a cheap set than one like expensive thing. Um, it's like higher risk, higher reward in, in a lot of ways. Totally agree. Well, let's take a look at the seven day movers here and get into our market segments. So Cyber brokers is definitely the, the top story of the week. It minted last Friday at a 0.3, 0.35 ETH mint price. It's been pretty much up only. It ran all the way to mid fours, might have touched five. I think one individual did a 1,000 ETH sweep. We see 14,000 ETH traded on the seven day. I'll quickly show their OpenSea page here. So this is Josie Bellini's project. We did a pretty full breakdown on yesterday's Lucky Trader Show with Lou. So I'll direct folks over there uh, for more detail. Um, but I think I'm not surprised with a, a bit of a healthy pullback here. I mean, it basically went straight from 0.5 to 4.5, just up 20 to 30% per day. Uh, and it's since retraced a bit. I guess, have you been following this one? Have you thought about entering or are you setting this one out? I saw it. Uh, two or whatever and i was like i'm not hopping on a new project at two and then it ran to four something i think maybe higher mm-hmm. um yeah it's just not my style is is this it's cool um i i don't love when it's like everyone that's the first on chain something or other like i remember a lot of those stories going around in the art box days you know it's the first this or that and like and ultimately no one cares really mm-hmm. um you know, punks, a lot of their running was claiming to be first when they weren't even close to first in, in anything they claimed. Um, right. So I think it's cool. I just, some of the, some of the like shilling of this um, raised uh, like slight red flags to me from the people um, doing the shilling. Yeah. Uh, 
So I, yeah, I think it's cool, the, but I'm not buying, I'm not paying 10 K for these. I think the risk that I see is one, they don't make great PFPs. I'm not seeing a whole lot of broker PFPs on Twitter right now. And I think yeah. a, a factor that a lot of people are putting in their bull thesis is that OG collectors are behind this project and touting it. Well, I'll, I'll counter that with, I don't think OG collectors are good for new community project building because they, they've yeah. got their own bags. They care about their own things. They're probably working on five or 10 other things in the background. You know, they're not going to be an active cyber broker, you know, brand ambassador. Uh, and I, I mean, Every seen OG was in toads. We saw how that worked. Yeah. So I'm on the sidelines, but man, it's been a big run for them in a great week. Um, I like it. Was, Don't get me wrong. I'm just, yeah. you know, I'm not paying three, whatever ETH here. It's just started brand new. Just not my style to pay that, to pay that high of a price for a brand new project. I'm with you. You know, another huge winner on the week and one that I've just been watching and not participating in is the Dower Darsels 4,600 ETH, 0.94 floor, up 145% on the week. We'll quickly show their page, the, the art here, just the, the large singular eyeball uh, with different fashion and, and traits onto it. Um, man, I, I was never buying into this one. And I've been a little Same. bit surprised that it's run this far. You share those sentiments or are you? Uh, yeah, I, I, so certain projects that, that really, move, I looked at this at 0.15 or some, whenever, like right mm -hmm. after the sale, it was very low. Uh, I forget the exact price point, but, and I passed and like, I have zero like FOMO or regret because it's, it's yeah. just a play I would never make. To me, the eye is like a little creepy. It's like, I'm looking here and I'm still just like, you know, all these just eyes are just staring at me. So this is something that I would have never gotten. Um, and, and so I, it's not like there's something I did wrong or like a, a something I missed. It's that project hundred percent of the time is just going to be a miss for me. Yeah. I'm with you. And then another one I missed, and I also don't fully understand it is quirkies. So quirkies is the biggest winner of the week, I believe up 195% to a 1.4 ETH floor. I want to say that floor was 1.8 at one point yesterday evening. You know, we see the art here. It's similar to Dented Fields or the Weather Report. I think those projects had a little bit of FUD around the artist. Maybe that rotated some money back over to this project. It's a 5,000 supply. I don't know. It, it's been interesting watching these two projects run. It's, it's clear, you know, A, the products can do well in bear markets. We've seen that. There's tons of green on the board, um, but it feels transitory to me. And what I mean by that is I wouldn't be chasing these run-ups no. on these projects right now, unless you've got a real belief or thesis in, in them long-term. And I definitely don't have that just yet. Um, yeah. I, I would never, I looked at that too. They also alien friends. They see they, the eyes, they kind of, they, 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 I mean, I don't, whatever projects take inspiration from other projects, but like, yeah. uh, under no circle, I'm just that's just not the play for me. I'm not buying in here. I wouldn't have bought in before this run up on on the quirkies either. Um, so that again, that's another project that's just gonna be a miss for me 100% of the time. What I, I do want to end with here is Invisible Friends. They did 3700 ETH this week, they're at a 7.69 ETH floor of 18%. I think that's a massive win for them. I think everyone was just waiting to victory lap. Invisible Friends having the exact same price arc as Hape and Mecca, you know, coming out of the gate at eight or nine and then slowly going down to one or two. You know, I think both you and I thought five mid fives was probably the bottom here and it's, and that's proven out. Um, though I'm 
also a bit surprised to see it in the mid sevens here in this low liquidity market. Uh, what's your, what's your take on IF? I think that, um, yeah, I, I think the comparisons to Hape and Mecca were always ridiculous because Marcus, the Invisible Friends creator, has been around forever. DK, one of the biggest animation, probably the biggest animation NFT creator behind Let's Walk and, and some very expensive one-of-ones, was like, Marcus is one of my inspirations, right? I've been following this guy's work forever. So he had a track record coming in. It wasn't just vaporware hype where you just pump up an Instagram and, and, and nonsense. So... Um, I think that was a very easy, like differentiation to make, like this is a legit project. Uh, I like invisible friends quite a bit. Um, mm -hmm. you know, again, I, I just don't shop at this price point really, especially on a new project. I'm not surprised to see it holding in there, but you know, if I'm spending this amount of money on something, um, you know, I mean, if it's a long-term conviction hold or it's something where I'm going to want the liquidity to like move quickly. I don't see this running up to a point where I, you know, like it's not a short-term flip. I don't yeah. think, I don't see it going like 12 soon, but I mean, yeah. Impressive project. Yeah. Shout out to holders. Uh, I'm happy for them that's doing well. All right. Let's, let's get into our next segment. One of ones. So I'm just going to highlight one artist here today. that's really just kind of come across my radar this week. Um, it's anima. Anima. I don't, it's a N Y M a is the artist's name here. Uh, his style is transhumanism, um, and he does collaborations with Alessio, and he's got a vault here. So I'm showing three pieces on his homepage, and then uh, the reason we're talking about him is this piece called Symbiosi uh, that I'm showing here uh, is his latest in this transhumanist style, and it command, commanded a quite a high sale price, 50 ETH. Uh, this this moved for here $128,000 to Avocado123, uh, making this one of the highest sales in the one-of-one -one art space that we've seen in the last few weeks for certainly uh, a lesser-known artist. What's really interesting to me is, and I'm still wrapping my head around this whole one-of-one one super-rare digital art game, the price arcs that I'm most familiar with is Artists come in, they start building out their, uh, their, their mint base, the number of pieces that they've published, what they've curated. And over time, the prices move up as more big name collectors get in. When I see artists like this come in and their pieces are commanding 50 ETH right out, right out the gate with just three in the total supply, it's, it's a bit of a head scratcher. So I'm interested for your take on this. Um, not, not if you're buying or selling at 50 ETH, but you know, generally just the, the situation here you know, with a new artist coming in and commanding these, these price points. I mean, good for him. Um, that's, I would want to know more, you know, like what's his, what's his, you know, check his Twitter out or whatever and like mm -hmm. see his track record. Um, you know, one thing is constantly, there's just a lot of people with just infinite money in this space too, right? So like, that could have just been some guy that's like, I like it. Yeah. Here's, you know, let's fire 50 ETH at it. Uh, I mean, they're really cool, but like, <laughs> I, I'm not sophisticated enough as like an <laughs> art critic to be, to determine the value. Like, it, yeah. if, you know, I just, it looks cool. Yeah. Watching but, this Eva zero piece right now, it's one of the cooler uh, pieces I've seen. I will also say that it's cooler because I know that someone paid 50 ETH for it. Yeah, uh, that, then it would be, and, and any set 
the art starts looking better as the price goes up. <laughs> that is the, our new rule of thumb. All right. Uh, well, shout out to Anima. Uh, we'll definitely be following him as a new artist here. Uh, definitely like this style. All right. Yeah, let's quickly go through some floors here on WGMI. Uh, we've talked about a lot of these. Uh, Cyber Kong's Genesis is up top at 70.84, down 1% on the week. Board Apes are 73, down 12%. Crypto Punks are hanging in there at 68, basically even on the week. Uh, as we get into the next tier, the Mutants, oh, they're up at 17. Uh, basically up, they're chopped on the week up 1%. V Friends had a big week. They ran up to 18, but they're back to 14.75, essentially a chop. Clone X is at 11.4. Doodles, 10.3. Um, basically neck and neck. Um, I'm going to pause there. Made a bet with Empire Maker 2 for those who are familiar with daily fantasy sports and sports betting uh, on floor price end of year. I've got Clone X. He's got Doodles. Which side are you on, Brett? Um, I like your side. Uh, Clone X, I think it's just it's a safer bet. You've got Nike and you've got Artifact, which, which by all accounts is an impressive team. They built this. They got acquired by Nike. So the execution risk to me is lower. I guess there's some risk that Nike kind of shelves it for whatever reason, but for the most part, I feel like clone X is quite safe. Whereas doodles, another very impressive project that's done well, but like they just did the space, uh, the spaceships didn't really move the needle. I guess it was all, it didn't move it in a bad way either. So it was all about priced in, but it's a much, it's not Nike, you know, it's not artifact. It's burnt toast. Who's a great artist. They do have a good team, but you know, it's still a much smaller startup, right? So uh, the startup is going to be much more volatile compared to the sort of incumbent um, big box company. So yeah. I, I would say that Clonex is safer. And when you're betting this sort of bet, you're looking for the safer play. You're not looking for upside necessarily, which I think they both have plenty of. I like it. Hopefully I'll win my first bet against uh, Ian too. A few more. He's I pretty go good through. at be betting. So <laughs> you never know, but. He is. I don't like to be opposite sides of him. Azuki 8.8, .8, they're down 14% on the week. World of Women at 7.9, they're down. Uh, cool Cats, so got a question from a viewer. Cool Cats are at 7.45, they're at 5% on the week. Is it a good time to buy Cool Cats? I feel like I know your answer, but I'm going to ask you anyway. Are you a Cool Cats buyer at 7.5 here? I'm not because who knows about this game? I, I just, when is that coming? I, I think that um you can wait and you can get a better sense of like you might be better off paying eight or nine with the game out because that that eliminates a lot of the risk like your your cat's going to get you the token like i can see a world where you're making solid money from this cat like if this game works if it's popular you can kind of wait i think you can take a lot of risk out of the equation by just waiting and I don't think they're just going to snap, pop back up to 14 or whatever. So I think there's there's a window to get in if you do want to. That's how I would play it if I want to. Yeah, I think you're nicer than me. Not only am I not a buyer of Cool Cats at 7.5, I would be an active shorter if I had means to do so. Uh, I've got no confidence that they're going to be able to deliver this game or that it will yeah, be I'm, any good. Uh, so I'm not a buyer. You know, if it gets down to five, maybe I'd look at it. Um, I would, I'm not a buyer at any price until I see um, the game or whatever, and then, uh, you know, reevaluate. Like, I was going to, I bought the cool pet to play. I sold it though, but um, 
yeah, I'll give them a shot if they, if they pull it off, but I'm definitely not holding my breath on it. I'm with you. Let's quickly go through the art blocks floors here, and then we'll move on. Fidenza's 51.7. I think that's the lowest number I've set on the show since we started down 12% on the week. Ringers are at 38, down 12%, even though we saw some high-ish end sales. Um, where is Elevated? Oh, Elevated's are at, oh, Elevated is number one on the board. 52. No sales. They, they just stood flat. <laughs> yeah, just by holding flat. They're now the number one uh, art blocks project by floor price. How about that? Um, let's, let's scroll through here. Archetypes at 11. They're down 6%. Subscapes at 7.8, down 18%. Squiggles at 74 Slightly up on the week. It's oh, it's ghost town. Pals, Hideo, by the way, he just dropped a token to all holders of his art box sets wow. today. He's building a game for his Legends of Mediterra set, and then he has a new drop coming in April that you need the tokens for. So I really like Hideo. He's pushing the boundaries uh, beyond what I've seen most of the other art box artists do. Uh, he's got four different quite unique sets on there. And now he's using a token for the next drop and he's building a game. So um, he's just somebody that I, I think is interesting. And especially like prices are down, liquidity is down. He's still shipping, he's still building, he's still making art. So I think I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, it speaks for itself. It's only hundred supply, but 284, it's the fourth highest art block yeah. set. So And it's out. in factory, which usually gets not a lot of love from the uh, higher end collectors. Definitely. All right, let's move on. Quick celebrity NFT news segment, starting with LeBron. Uh, so the rumors that LeBron might be getting into NFTs uh, revolve around these four trademarks that he filed for uh, LeBron James, LeBron chosen one of King James, and they're related to crypto collectibles, virtual basketball courts, footwear, clothing, gear, and home furnishings. So it looks like LeBron might have some plans here for the NFT space. Um, additionally, this week, uh, the Medici clan, there's dozens of them on Twitter. Bianca de Medici, the granddaughter of Cosmo in this fictional narrative that that group is building, was revealed to be Sia, the musical artist uh, who has 2 million followers. Uh, you know, in talks with folks who have actually talked to Sia about this, it seems like she's the real deal. She's been in the NFT space since 2017. She's an actual collector. Uh, she's got a picture of herself with a quilt of all the different PFP projects that she owns. Um, and it's got dozens on there. And it seems like she's got real intentions to onboard folks into the space uh, via yeah. education and whatnot. So I think this was pretty positive news. Uh, and was happy to see this here this week. Yeah, all right, she's, she's the real deal, it seems. And like, it kind of reminds me of Matt Shadows from Avenged Sevenfold, who's really into NFTs. Also, he's onboarded people into the space. Like if you're a wealthy person or a celebrity even well wealthy i think has a better part to do with it uh, nfts are a really fun hobby i mean regardless of your your income um they're they're very fun for a lot of people but i could see like you know a celebrity really can can kind of get in there and um and have the ammo to, to experience the sort of wide range so i i they're, they're not going to be the last ones you know yeah. i mean you see nba players you see a lot of athletes um kind of just the tip of the iceberg i feel in that regard absolutely just the tip of the iceberg for the medici family who's got dozens of accounts so i'm sure we'll yeah. start to see more calculated reveals there all right last story for today i gotta talk about beanie and endgame this is the most excited i've been for a project in, in quite some time it has been a 
master course on marketing campaigns. You know, Beanie, love him or hate him, he is back. Um, so he's been back on Twitter for about a few, a few weeks now. He kind of came out of the gate uh, hyping free mints, even though, of course, you know, he's made as much money on paid mints as anyone in this space. So he's kind of changed his tune. He's talking up free mints. That caught some attention. He did a weird week where he was only talking about metals and commodities and saying all NFTs were going to zero. I'll put that aside for now. Um, but just yesterday, he came out, or two days ago, he started teasing Endgame, this new project. It's going to be his last one, his last effort in the NFT space to hopefully go out on top. He had a, a movie-like poster with a Putin-type character as a villain. Then yesterday, he made headlines in the NFT space with this poster, Heroes Work Together, Endgame, this villain will burn up spaces, and the villain is none other than Baroque. Baroque commenting on the thread even, saying that this is, in fact, him. Um, what's been your reaction to Endgame in this marketing campaign? Uh, I, I mean, Beanie is, in my opinion, a malicious actor in this space. He's done a lot of um, bad actions and finally got called out for it. It's what you mentioned Tropo Farmer earlier who worked very closely with Beanie and he pretended like he was blindsided. Like, buddy, we're not morons, okay? Come on, you knew, but whatever. I don't care, like if you, like that's, but that's what you're saying, right? Like Beanie, like this is a guy you can make money with. He's a scumbag, but he, you know, people uh, have gotten completely burned and then there's people who've made outrageous returns uh, with this guy. So if you know what he is, it's going to be insane pump and dumps and the crash is going to be legendary when they come. We've seen his projects go to multi-eat floors like Blute, the token moon to over a dollar. Uh, okay. It's zero, zero basically. So to me, if I play with, uh, if I'm in the, involved in this, um, I'm playing greater fool theory game. This is not a person. Uh, I talked earlier about like long-term conviction plays Nothing he's involved with, I have long-term conviction in. Um, he's, he's essentially, you know, a very selfish actor. He's looking to extract, um, you know, as much money for himself. And he doesn't mind fucking people over. So, uh, and funding other projects, he'll lie. Like, this is not an honest person. And so he's not somebody I have any interest in, like, um, long-term. Remember, we did Monkey Bet, right? The mm -hmm. Monkey Bet Casino Exact same thing as Look Labs. Look, they've built this great company. They have everything built and it was just scam. So he's he's run this exact same playbook before on, on a, a casino instead of now a, a you know, play to earn metaverse type thing. I, I don't believe him. You know, I don't believe that this team has all this stuff built. I don't believe any of it, but I'll play the greater full theory game with them. Yeah, I share all your sentiments and definitely not endorsing any of Beanie's actions. Uh, <clears throat> I like the upside on the free mint for Endgame, and I do think this this marketing campaign and this comic book esque world that he's building, it's just something that he seems to be uh, has always been a part of his vision with Pixel Vault, is very interesting. You mentioned Look Labs, so clearly Beanie is tied in in some way to Look Labs. Uh, they've got a few NFTs out there already. Their Green Pass, their OG Pass, they've since doubled since Beanie's in the mix. So clearly the beanie so effect. So in my opinion, he's real. pumping Look Labs for whatever reason, mm -hmm. right? He's tying them to this. So this isn't going to be a free mint, right? Because Look Labs floor is 0.64. There's 10,000 of those. So my guess is it. you need that. 
maybe he does something with his older projects with monkey bet with blute which all went to zero um that's possible he again he has the pixel vault which is his which has the meta heroes too and now it's like a free version of this a lot of it doesn't make sense to me again he's not a trustworthy person in my opinion um so yeah i'm not rushing to buy into look labs just because beanie's shilling it that to me historically has been a catastrophic decision um, to buy yeah. after a pump into a beanie project. I'm with you. I do want to just briefly talk about this green paper from Look Labs on their 420 game. Uh, so I sat out Wolf game because it was tied to beanie and just watched that market explode. This has similar making. So I read through this green paper. I skimmed it yesterday. I'm not going to go through all the details, but it's a P2E game and like the weed is the overall theme. You're trying to get to an end goal of owning a weed shop. You earn a token. It's called the high token. So you get an idea for what this theme is. Um, there's breeding, there's staking. Uh, there's going to be a bit of game theory. So to me, this feels very wolf game esque. Um, this is, this project is doing a mint this weekend. I'm trying to find the table here. Uh, if we get down to the bottom, where is it? Right. Shout out to Frederick Levins over at Look Labs, my former uh, tripped out Leo enthusiast. Um, I wish Look Labs well. I just personally don't like Beanie. So, yeah, it looks like here. So the mint is March 12th, 420 Eastern, of course, 20,000 supply, 0.042 ETH uh, to get into the game. OGs and the pass holders have a free mint window as well. Um, some folks are speculating that owners of either the look labs tokens those passes or these even the weed buds might have a shot at the free mint. um so just passing that information along of course nfa do ior uh, but this will be a pretty highly anticipated game in my opinion if it even comes out a beanie you know I, everyone everyone can promise the moon we see it every day in this space I'm in, I'll in believe it when I see it mode with anything related uh, to that guy. Very fair. Brett, that's all I had on my list. Anything on your list to cover here before we that's close? That's a good way to go out. Uh, yeah. Let's do it. Well, thanks as always for joining me to the listeners and viewers. Thanks for tuning in. We will be back next Friday to recap the weekend NFTs. Till then, stay safe out there. Bye.